Good morning. Our first Bible reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 1 to 9, and the reading can also be found on page 737 of the Black Bible in your pew. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and a commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteousness and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will freely pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The second reading comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, at, worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, good morning. Um, my name is uh, Ray Smith. I'm the senior associate minister here at St. Philip's, and I'm sure that... Um, Regular members of the, of the congregation will be glad to know that the Moffats arrived safely home on Friday and that, that Justin Moffat, our rector, will be resuming duties on uh, Tuesday this week. And I just want to um, thank all of those of you uh, who've um, prayed and supported me uh, whilst I've been the uh, minister in charge. Well, now let's uh, pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we do pray that as we uh, turn to um, your word, that uh, you will speak to us through it, and above all, help us to believe it, 
to trust in you and to um, carry out the things that you require us to do. And we pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now, I want to start uh, my address to you this morning with a question. What is your biggest concern now? Earlier in the week, I was looking at a list of uh, common concerns among Australians today, and I mentioned some of them to see if they resonate with you. Here they are. Rising cost of living, uh, keeping well and uh, health care, uh, busyness and work, overwork really, uh, children or grandchildren making it, uh, finding or, or losing a, a job, few close relationships and loneliness, uh, feeling unsafe because of crime and violence, dishonesty and corruption in business, uh, turmoil in uh, national or world affairs, uh, feeling useless and, and bored, ageing and dying. Now maybe uh, some of you can connect with those concerns or maybe there are others that uh, come uh, to your mind. In his teaching to his followers, in what is uh, called uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, do not worry about your life or your body. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you. If we were to take Jesus' words seriously in the scripture, how would it make a difference in our lives, particularly as we think about our concerns? There are three possibilities. It could change everything. Uh, it may change a few things. Or it wouldn't change a thing. Uh, it depends whether we believe what Jesus said and if we act on it. And so let's look at uh, Matthew 6, 25 through 34 to see what we can learn uh, from Jesus. Jesus said, do not worry. Now, what is worry? Worry is not anxiety, but over-anxiety. Worry is being overwhelmed, uh, being over-fearful. Jesus was not saying, do not be anxious, or if you're feeling anxious, stop being anxious. He was saying, do not be over-anxious. Do not be fearful. You see, anxiety is an emotional reaction. It's normal and necessary. It's a normal and necessary response to a threatening or a stressful situation. It's nature's way of telling us we need to respond and take action in the face of a threat to our safety or well-being or the safety of someone with whom uh, we are concerned. It may, of course, be quite subconscious, but, for example, because we are feeling anxious, 
we avoid being hit by an oncoming car when crossing a road. Then again, uh, because we feel anxious when we're unwell, uh, we take ourselves off to the doctor. Now, I could uh, give multiple examples, and I'm sure you could as well. Some of us are more anxious than others. Uh, proneness to anxiety is a personality thing and is linked uh, with our upbringing. And uh, especially hypersensitive people uh, and those who tend to be responsible uh, get quite anxious, but we all get anxious. And so it's not a matter of being stronger or better. Uh, it's just the way we are. But in his sermon on the mount, Jesus said to his followers, learn not to be worried about life's necessities. Learn not to be worried about life's concerned. Jesus put it this way. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Jesus was saying to his followers, learn not to worry, get over-anxious, get over-fearful uh, over uh, about your physical life and your daily needs. Jesus, of course, encourages us to trust God, our Heavenly Father, to provide for us and to look after us. Jesus, of course, didn't say, don't give any thought or time to everyday needs. Uh, that would be quite foolish and irresponsible. We should be wise and thoughtful in everyday living. Jesus was saying to his followers, and he says to us uh, through the words he spoke on that occasion, learn not to get overstressed and overanxious about the basic things you need to hold your life together, let alone uh, worrying about uh, luxuries. Everyone acknowledges that it's unwise and foolish to worry. It's bad for us and for those around us, but we all do it. Uh, we cannot help it. It's being a member of a fallen and flawed human race. But Jesus gave his followers and us four good reasons why we need not worry or get over anxious, even if we're stressed and severely tested. And this is important. If we can really believe Jesus' words deep down in our inner being, trust our Heavenly Father, and act upon God's word, it will make all the difference. Now, having said that, easier said, of course, than done. What are the four things that Jesus mentioned that will help us to learn not to worry? Jesus taught, first, that life is about more than having enough to eat and our bodies are more than wearing the right clothes. He said, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? The point is, God has given us life and a body, both of which are important. And so he says, 
He will also provide our basic needs like food, drink, shelter and clothing to sustain our life. Behind what Jesus said is the fact that God rules over our world and directs all time and space. As the uh, Westminster Catechism puts it, God's works of providence are his most holy, wise and powerful, preserving and governing his creatures in all their activities. Among other things, God has promised to provide for his people. But if our lives are preoccupied uh, with meeting our, our basic needs, as it is the case with some people, uh, we will be unfulfilled and, and miserable uh, people. Now, second, Jesus taught, we need not worry because we are most special and important to our Heavenly Father. He said, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the, of the field grow? They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, that's the son of King David, who I understand was a bit of a dresser, he liked to dress flamboyantly, in all his splendour uh, was uh, not dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? To worry about basic needs means that we do not understand or believe in God's providence, love and care. We've observed nothing from how God provides even for the, the creature and natural world, birds, animals, and even vegetation. Uh, J.I. Packer says about God's providence in the world, creation was the unique exercise of divine energy in causing the world to be, while providence is a continued exercise of the same energy whereby the Creator, according to his own will, keeps all creatures in being, involves himself in all events, and directs all things to their appointed end. God is in completely charge of his world. His hand may be hidden, but his rule is absolute. Think about that. God is in complete control and because we are loved and special to him, he promises to meet our needs and the needs of those for whom we care. Third, Jesus taught we should not worry because worry is futile. It achieves nothing. Jesus asked, can any one of you by worrying add a, a, a single hour to your life. In another translation, it says, can any of you, by worrying, add 18 centimetres uh, uh, to your height? Worry just doesn't achieve anything. 
In fact, it can cause serious psychological and physical harm. It may even cause us to engage in unhealthy, uh, addictive, destruction, destructive and uh, unfulfilling practices like overeating, uh, alcoholism, sex addiction, uncontrolled angry outburst, drug addiction, to mention just a few things. It may cause us to harm also and hurt others, even those who are near and dear to us. On the other hand, trusting in God, along with wise and careful thought and appropriate action, uh, achieves good and is good for us and good for everyone around us. Fourth, Jesus taught us that we should not worry because it stems from unbelief and is unbefitting of a follower of Jesus. Jesus made it quite clear that the underlying reason for worry is unbelief and a lack of trust in God. He said, why do you worry about clothes? If God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? The most destabilizing thing in the Christian life is losing our faith and trust in God. We need to develop the practice of uh, drawing near to God, casting our concerns on Jesus and calling upon him uh, to increase our faith and send us his Holy Spirit. Worrying is also acting like an unbeliever. Jesus said, therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. Through the death of Jesus Christ, believers are reconciled to God, and they are in a right standing with him. All our sins are forgiven. Because of Jesus our well-being is secure in this world and in the life of the world to come. In contrast, believers who do not believe there is a loving Heavenly Father who can meet all their needs live as if this life is all there is. They tend to be preoccupied and only worry about having all their physical uh, needs and desires met. For the believer, there is no need to worry because our loving Heavenly Father has promised to meet all our needs in this life and our eternal well-being is assured in heaven and God's forever new heavens and uh, new earth. Jesus told his followers, his first followers, above all and uh, us through them, to make our priority in life God's will. Our priority in life is to live under God's control and in line with his directions, with the promise that our Heavenly Father will provide us with all that we need. Jesus said, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness 
and all these things will be given to you as well. God designed us and our world to function in a way that is best for us and the whole of humanity. To enjoy that life and to enjoy our world, we must willingly live under God's control and in line with his design, his plan, his directions. Basic to living life under God's control is a personal relationship with him through trusting in Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour and then following his commands. Living in God's kingdom or living under God's rule means loving God with all we have and loving others as ourselves, even our enemies and those who wrong us. Living under God's rule means witnessing to our faith and sharing it when we can with others. And all this is spelled out in the Sermon on the Mount that we've been looking at over these past six weeks. And I want to strongly recommend that and some of you haven't been here all the time, but some of you have, but I want to recommend to all of you that over the next few weeks you read the whole of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapters 5 to 7, and it shouldn't take you more than a quarter of an hour, and that will be a quarter of an hour well spent. As we learn to believe and trust in Jesus more and more, despite our concerns, stresses, anxieties, they will be lessened and, and we will enjoy God's presence and peace even in uh, tough times. As uh, Bible commentator uh, William Barclay wrote, Jesus taught that worry is banished when God, Jesus Christ, becomes the dominating power and, and presence in our lives. Jesus concluded his teaching on worrying by saying, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. For Jesus' followers, worrying over things that will happen in the future is uh, not necessary, it's really nonsensical. Because there is enough to occupy our attention each day and because the things we fear uh, may not happen, may not eventuate. But most importantly, when new concerns, troubles, stresses and anxieties emerge, and they will for sure, we have God's assurance he will give us the grace to handle them. And so we need to rest on this fact, even though it might be hard and difficult. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, uh, thank you for the promise that you love us and care us, care for us and uh, that you will take care of every need and uh, every concern that uh, we'll ever have. Uh, 
And we do pray that despite our weakness, despite our failures, that um, uh, you will help us to learn more and more what it means uh, not to worry by trusting you and casting our cares upon you. And we pray this in your name. Amen.